if you find a leader and especially if you find a leader that has truly you know fallen from grace for whatever reason their team has completely abandoned them their team has has stopped working for them they they can't get anything accomplished or or maybe it's even worse than that there's been ethical issues that was the downfall of this leader and maybe they've been removed from leadership any downfall of a leader I can almost promise you, you can narrow down the culprit to their ego. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I always want you to know that I do not take for granted the fact that you are spending your very valuable time with me. Thank you so much for doing that. Because you do that, it enables me uh, to do what I love to do, and that's to talk about and nerd out about leadership and hopefully uh teach and coach you on the principles of leadership as well. So thank you so much again for that opportunity. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, hey, today I want to talk to you about uh, answering the question essentially, now that I am in a leader position, what should I do first? You know, in my coaching uh, and uh, certainly as a result of the, the feedback or the comments that I get from our Leadership Accelerator course, I will oftentimes get uh, questions in the form of what should I do first or, or what is the most important thing that I should do? And most of the, or a lot of those cases that the context of that question is that now that I've been promoted, now that I am in a leadership position, or now that I have, you know, earned the title of some type of manager or supervisor or leader or whatever it might be. But the context of the question is, now that I'm in the position of leadership, what should I do? What should be my first step? Um, or, or what is the most important thing that I should do? And so I want to talk to you. I want to address that question for you today because I feel like my response to that question oftentimes will initially seem a bit disappointing to the person that is asking me that question but, uh, you know, as we talk through it a little bit more, they recognize the importance to the answer to this question that, that I always give. And, and I think some of that disappointment is connected to they're looking for some kind of initial um, tip or, or some kind of tactic or, or some kind of, you know, action that they can take. Um, and they're hoping that that's going to be an action or a task uh, that they can do that's going to, if you will, establish their their position, their authority, uh, or, you know, what have you. And I would argue that that's probably one of the worst things that you actually want to do as a brand new leader is to rush into your team and have an attitude of, I need to establish my authority. Okay. So let me talk you through what is, what is my idea? What is my thought around 
as a brand new leader, um, maybe you've been introduced to your team already. Maybe you haven't. Um, maybe you're in a position where you've been a member of the team for a long time, and now you've been promoted to a leadership position of that team. No matter what the scenario, whether you've been introduced to your team already or not, uh, it's a brand new team, they don't know you at all, or you have um, uh, you know, kind of grown up through the ranks on that team and now you're the leader of that team. No matter your situation, my answer to this question is always the same. And when someone asks me that question, you know, what is the most important thing that I should do now as a new leader, or what's the first thing that I should do now as a new leader is this. I will always advise that new leader, first and foremost, is to subordinate their ego. Subordinate their ego. So let me explain what that even means. And then I want to give you a, a few examples of why this is so important that you subordinate your ego or you, you, you control or reduce your ego because subordinating your ego, well, first of all, let's talk about what ego is. So first of all, ego is, it's, it's just an emotion. It's a, it's a thought or it's a, a feeling or emotion that basically convinces us that we are more important than anyone else. Uh, our ideas are better than anyone else. Our ideas are more important than anyone else. Um, you know, I, we as individuals, our position is more important than someone else. That is the emotion of ego that every single one of us have. Now, at times, ego is is a good thing, but as a leader, ego can can really be detrimental to your leadership. And to subordinate your ego, it, it simply means to, to suppress that inner emotion that makes you view yourself as more important than your team members. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, in fact, I spoke about it last week uh, in my interview with Nicole Harrop, uh, where she talked about your, your physical voice is louder than your inner voice. And I was so appreciative that she said that because I have this mental trigger uh, that I utilize to subordinate my ego. And I utilize this in sometimes on a daily basis, you know, just kind of going into the team, going, you know, walking into the office or something like that. I'll, I'll just say out loud to myself, the team is more important than me. And the purpose of me doing that is to remind myself, to remind my brain to subordinate my ego and to behave as if the team is import, more important than I am, right? So that's my mental trigger. And if you've listened to this podcast any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about that, saying that out loud to myself for the purpose of subordinating our ego. So again, every single one of us have this emotion. We have this, this ego that puts ourselves up on a pedestal or, or applies um, importance to ourselves. Um, but in a leadership position, we have to be really, really careful with that. And so when these brand new leaders come to me and they say, well, you know, hey, I've, I'm a team member, just, pr just promoted to a leader of this team. What should I do first? Well, the first thing that I always advise again is this, subordinate your ego. Because it's really easy to take this, 
this promotion or th this event of putting you into a an official leadership position and and it is something to be celebrated I, i'm i'm not going to suggest that at all i mean you've just been promoted right you probably have a compensation increase it, you likely have a, a title adjustment that sounds more prestigious um, and certainly you've been given uh, more responsibilities now you have team members that now report to you and so that is a great accomplishment and that promotion is something to be celebrated. But you have to be really, really careful that that promotion does not inflate your ego to the point that now you want to go into the team. Now you've got the, you know, the director title or the vice president title or the supervisor title, and you're going to go into that team and you're going to assert your authority and you're going to uh, get them to recognize you as a leader, as a, you know, by your title and, and follow your commands. And, and so if you're not careful, then this promotion event that you've just experienced can inflate your ego such that those are the actions that you take when you do, you know, arrive in, among your team as the leader for the very first time. So what you, what this looks like is you have to subordinate your ego before you ever get in front of your team. And so, as I said earlier, oftentimes for me, as I'm, you know, getting out of my vehicle and walking into the office, the team is more important than me is what I'll say to myself. Um, maybe throughout the weekend, maybe, maybe you're meeting your team for the first time on a Monday. Well, throughout the weekend, you want to be thinking about, well, I need to, my, my team members, they're more important than I am. My team as a whole, it's more important than I am. My ideas are not any more important than anyone else's ideas. My strategy for, for doing something is not more important than any other strategy that any other team member would recommend. And you're just kind of mentally reminding yourself of this before you get in front of your team so that when you do, your emotional state is already set in that mode of they are more important than me. So you definitely want to subordinate your ego. Now, maybe you've been in a leadership position already for, for some period of time. Um, and maybe you've kind of already made the mistake of kind of swooping in as the leader and trying to assert your authority and, and, you know, get your team members to follow your commands in a, in a very, you know, direct way and so forth. Maybe you've already done that for some time. That's okay. What you need to do is now subordinate your ego. So before you get in front of your team the next time, then you want to have this conversation with yourself, if you will, that where you tell yourself that the team is more important than you are. Okay. So let me, let me give you a few examples of exactly why subordinating your ego is so important, right? Especially as a brand new leader, why subordinating your ego is so important. The first reason that I would give you, and, and this applies to brand new leaders as well as leaders that have been in leadership for years and years, it's it's certainly my feeling and, and it's based on my own experience. It's based on, you know, 30 years of leadership and, and coaching and consulting on leadership. But I believe ego is the number one downfall of leaders. If you find a leader, 
And especially if you find a leader that has truly, you know, fallen from grace for whatever reason, their team has completely abandoned them. Their team has, has stopped working for them. They, they can't get anything accomplished or, or maybe it's even worse than that. There's been ethical issues that was the downfall of this leader and maybe they've been removed from leadership. Any downfall of a leader, I can almost promise you, you can narrow down the culprit to their ego, right? And so you just want to recognize that, that, that the unchecked or uncontrolled ego is the number one downfall for any leader, right? You begin to lose influence over your team members when it's either your way or the highway kind of attitude, right? So you want to check your ego. You want to control your ego because that's the number one downfall. Um, and it will ultimately lead to your downfall as well if you're not able as a leader to check your ego. And then secondly, I would say this, your activities or, or your efforts to subordinate your ego, it demonstrates to your team members that you are a, a leader and not just a boss. Okay. So, so you've just been promoted, you know, officially now you have a title or, or you sit somewhere in the org chart that demonstrates that you have the authority and so forth. And so your team members in that promotion, as you are put in charge of them, you're now responsible of them. Your team members are asking themselves something along the lines of is, is he or she going to be a leader or a boss? And, and every time we ask ourselves that question, we're using the term boss in a negative way, right? In negative connotation. Because we're using that or, or that word boss in, a, in our mind as we're questioning that, it's used to describe someone who's, a, you know, a, a dictator, kind of that attitude of my way or the highway. And so your team members, as a part of your promotion or as a part of your assignment into a leadership role, they're wondering to themselves, what type of leader are you going to be? Are you going to be a true leader or are you going to be a boss? And when you subordinate your ego, you're demonstrating clearly for them the answer to that question. You're not here to be a boss that's just going to tell them exactly what to do, exactly how to do it, and expect them to just almost like machines just churn out results for you. Instead, you're going to listen to them. They are going to be able to be heard. You're going to hear their ideas. You're going to consider their ideas you're going to communicate with them. You're going to get to know them. Uh, you're going to get to understand them and their characteristics and their traits and their work habits. And, and you're going to get to know them very well. And that's going to demonstrate for them that you're a leader and not a boss. And that starts by controlling your ego. So control, you know, control of your ego, it, it provides your team a clear answer to this question. And that is that you're a leader and not just a boss that's going to come in and, and bark orders. I, I assure you, in your assignment as a leader of this team, those team members are asking themselves that question in some form. They may not, they not, may not be using the words leader and boss, but they are asking themselves, what type of leader are you going to be? Are you going to hear them out? Are you going to listen to them? Are you going to solicit feedback from them? 
Um, or are you going to come in and just kind of bark commands and expect them to follow them? Right. And when you subordinate your ego, you're giving them a clear answer that you're going to be a proper leader for them. Now, the third reason I will give you third and final reason I'll give you here is that when you subordinate your ego, it creates a culture of teamwork. It creates a culture of teamwork. Now, here's how that plays out. A leader's uncontrolled ego, it will always create a, a culture within the team, either of avoidance or it will create a cover your ass type of mentality from each of the team members. And oftentimes when I teach this, I, leaders will tend to initially disagree with me because they believe that if that's the case, if, if you are, if you have a culture of avoidance or you have a culture where uh, you, you have a you know, high level of CYA going on, then they assume that that's because the leader with their uncontrolled ego is, you know, just demonstrating these uh, outbursts of anger and things like that. But it can be so much more subtle than, than the outburst of anger, right? An unchecked ego, it can demonstrate itself in, in constant disappointment. It, can, it certainly demonstrates itself when a leader is willing to place blame on a team member for either an individual failure or a, um, or a team failure. If the leader, who should be taking all the blame, but if that leader is willing to point fingers at someone else, that's an uncontrolled ego. That's an issue with ego. And when that's the case, again, it's not these outbursts of anger. It can be so much more subtle than that. When that's the case, then it's going to create this culture within that team of avoidance, either stay away from situations so that you can't get blamed for them or stay away from difficult tasks because you don't want the boss to be disappointed with you or it will create a culture and or create a culture of just cya cover right cover my ass so if if something does look to be going wrong i'm going to do something to make sure that it doesn't look like my fault and when that's the case teamwork just does not exist in that team and that all starts with an uncontrolled ego on the part of the leader Okay, so just recognize that if you're unable to control your ego, that's the culture that you're creating inside of your team. You're creating an avoidance or CYA culture in your team. I assume as a leader that you want your team to work with an extremely high level of teamwork, of cooperation to accomplish the common goal. And if that's what you want, you must subordinate your ego. So th those are three just quick uh, off the you know off the cuff uh, reasons that you want to subordinate your ego because one it's the number one downfall of leaders number two it demonstrates that you're going to be a servant leader to this group and not just a boss that commands you know de demand makes demands of your team and then third you're going to be creating a culture of teamwork when you subordinate your ego that's why I believe that the first thing you should do as a new leader, or maybe the most important thing that you should do as a new leader is subordinate your ego. Hey, I hope that's helped you understand ego and subordinating your ego and why you need to subordinate your ego, uh, why you need to do that as the first and most important steps. Uh, before I let you go, please don't um, forget to take advantage of our leadership calculator. 
CredibleLeaders.com forward slash calculator. You can use our assessment tool free to measure your leadership effectiveness. You'll get from that a report that details the score that you're getting for your leadership. And uh, you'll get instructions in that report on exactly how you can improve your leadership. Peter Drucker says, what gets measured gets improved. You're listening to this podcast, and I assume you're doing so because you want to improve your leadership. Well, the first step in doing that is to measure your leadership. So head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator and use our free assessment tool to measure your leadership. Hey, again, thanks so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you doing just, just that. And I just want you to know that I love you because that's what leaders do. And until I speak to you again next week, be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.